Hello. And w- hello. Spooky and welcome to Books the Podcast. The only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Spooky Weird spooky booksmen. booksmen. We're haunting the library. Ooh, just like that old lady ghost. Yeah. The opening scene. That's what she did, like a ghost. What do you prefer, Ghostbusters, uh, uh, the the twenty twenty one Ghostbusters? <laughs> what is that, Ghostbusters uh, Legacy or whatever? Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna watch that on a plane recently. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I decided not to. It had some good parts, but overall, I thought it was a bad movie. Yeah. Um, it just didn't seem like it'd be very funny. It it wasn't very funny. And it, it kind of, I think it's, I think what they were trying to do was make a kid's movie that also like nostalgic parents would enjoy. Yeah. And I, I think they accomplished what they set out to accomplish, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't scratch the Ghostbusters itch enough for me. And it, it was just kind of like too silly of a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, I I think I was just like, yeah, I bet that's successful in what it's trying to do, but it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, they're making it. They're making a sequel to it. Oh, great! Yeah, I thought the kid that played uh, Egon's granddaughter did a very good job. Seemed like uh, like a little Egon. Is that um, the girl with like glasses? Yeah, like Egon. Oh, yeah, I Egon think that's just that. what it was. <laughs> she has that glasses like uh, Egon. Is she from that show Better Things, or does she just look like that? I I don't know the show Better Things. You know, you love it because uh, it was co-created by Louis C.K. <laughs> no, I I I I don't think I've even heard of it. It's uh, the Pamela Adlon show. Oh, okay. I don't think this is the 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 girl from. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've um, seen Baywatch. Um, you know the weird thing is, Mm -hmm. so Louis C.K. Yeah, um, disgraced uh, comedian Louis Mm C.K. co-created um the show Baskets. Yes, starring uh, which is a phenomenal show. Yeah, one of my favorite shows. Hey, I can't believe Louis Anderson passed away. Yeah, that's that's a um. And he also co-created this show, Better Things, starring Pamela Adlon. Mm-hmm. And then the the stuff came out about Louis. Yeah. And then somehow... And, and the stuff came out of Louis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They saw it in everything. Um, he made them see it, <laughs> um, according to the allegations, um, which isn't a laughing matter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you laughed. <laughs> you were the one laughing. <laughs> um I think anyway, whatever. We're not here to uh, anyway get people angry at us in the comments and like <laughs> talking about like actually he served whatever. Um, this was meant to be, but what I don't understand is uh, they took away they they did the same thing with Roseanne on the Connors. Oh, like took they, away credit. They took away the created by credit. Uh huh. But like, how do you do that? Um. Because like they when somebody created, created it. it, yeah, yeah, 
like they all agreed like this was this was this person's idea mm-hmm. they made all this up and then it's like all right we we gave them a lot of money and they no longer made it up anymore <laughs> so other people made it up now. <laughs> yeah i mean i was gonna say like probably the shitty answer to that is that there's like something in the contract where they can take away the creator credit in exchange for giving them, you know, like fifty million dollars. Yeah, in a lump I'm sure. Sum. Like by by taking Louis C.K.'s name off those shows, yeah, he made more money than you or I could ever imagine. <laughs> right, it was probably like great. far more money than he would have made had he kept that uh, creator credit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Justice is served, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's a reason why uh, there are so many lawyers in Hollywood. Like, yeah. and I assume that all this stuff is thought, you know, upfront that there's because they can't conceive of every possible thing that would happen. I mean, there might be like morality clauses. Although I doubt like somebody like Louis C.K. would like sign morality clauses. Yeah. Um, Especially knowing what he's done. <laughs> right. Um, so like maybe if there's a morality clause, somebody can get out of it. But otherwise, I think it, it, it is just money. It's just. Yeah. Well, if you want my name off it, you're going to have to pay me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to have to give me a lump sum of like what. I would make if this show went on for the maximum number of seasons we're contracted for. Right. Well, hey, we which, wish everybody the best. Well, which uh, reminds me of, Tim, uh, uh, you, like I, I think, have recently become very obsessed with this Try Guys saga. <laughs> Yeah, and we're two guys who don't really un- know, understand what the Try Guys are. <laughs> I know that they were part of buzzfeed and then they right. broke out on their own and i think mm-hmm. it's just that they try things right and they make but videos. i try things every day yeah but you don't make videos about it these guys made videos about it yeah it's smart and i think you know their appeal like, i gotta buy myself one of these cameras one of these <laughs> video cameras i gotta buy one of these i gotta start videotaping myself when i try things <laughs> But, the, you know, uh, presumably these guys had a nice interplay between them uh, that people found funny and or charming and or entertaining. Uh, but then that all stopped when one of the Try Guys decided to try uh, cheating on his wife. Yeah, I mean, he was just trying infidelity. <laughs> That's yeah. in the spirit of uh, the Try Guy ethos, I think. Uh, I don't wh- know. I don't understand. Like, what did they try? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna like dance this kind of dance, or yeah, something? I like, think we're gonna learn how to tango. Yeah, I think sometimes it's stuff like that. I think sometimes, or maybe it started out more like low stakes stuff. Of like, <laughs> not, not like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was more like we're gonna try sushi, you know. Oh, but then, yeah. like, I I did read something about they like uh, tried uh, like giving birth, and they they were like hooked up to some kind of like pain simulators. Yeah, there's some machine that uh, some sadist <laughs> made. <laughs> um. So I think things kind of ran the gamut of, you know, right. sushi to giving birth to a human being as a male. Right. Uh, but then this one guy decided to try uh, screwing around with one of their employees. I think that's what did it. 
do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, continue. All right. So the uh, where you're going with this is that the other try guys <laughs> made a video were appalled by this, and they kicked they kicked this one try guy out of the whole group. Yeah. Oh, He's and no longer... and an important thing to note was that the the try guy that they kicked out was famously a wife guy. That yeah. That, that was apparently his whole personality was that he was just like, my wife, my wife, my wife. I love my wife. I'm going to talk about my wife all the time. My wife's the best. Right. And turns out, I mean, maybe he still liked her the best. Right. But he, you know, I like pizza the best, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to eat a hamburger every now and then. Exactly. (laughs) And I've seen you with a hamburger, Tom, and things get inappropriate. I almost kicked you off this show. (laughs) After our fans alerted me to the way you were acting around this hamburger. Well, yeah, some some sick fan took a video of me eating a hamburger at a restaurant without me knowing it, sent it to you, said, hey, is Tom in in New York? And you said, yeah, why? He said, uh, is this him eating this hamburger? <laughs> I was like, I thought Tom's favorite food was pizza. Yeah. Um, so some Try Guy fans were snitches. <laughs> the official narrative goes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Try Guys uh, launched an investigation. Well, they, they but- snitched to the, the woman's uh, fiancé. Wait, no, the... Oh, that the... that's who was snitched to. Yeah. Mm. And that and that's who blew all this up. That's who like posted on Reddit. And okay. W- and so... was like, yeah, that guy's not a good guy. And people were like, yeah, right. And prove it. And he was like, here. Can. All right. Mm-hmm. So the try guys, <laughs> these are these are a bunch of uh, guys who try things. Jesus Christ, Tim. <laughs> we got to move on. past this part of it. Hold on. And they film it and put it on YouTube. Uh-huh. But also they have this big company that they're running. Yes, yeah. Right, so they're no longer just guys who are trying things. Yeah. These are guys that when something happens, they have to go and then like, launch an investigation and then they have to be accountable to their fans and their employees and like make a somber video but tom Mm -hmm. do you get the sense that the try guys the rest of the try guys totally knew this was going on um i the whole time because they're like the try guys doth protest too much (laughs) like we never knew that he was capable of this. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's like a 20-person company. I get I I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they may not have known it was going on. But where I draw the line where I don't give them the benefit anymore is that they didn't that this isn't what happened. That they didn't come out and say uh, we didn't know about that, but we're not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? Because that has to be it. It has to be like, ah, shit. You know, they did seem like maybe they there was something a little inappropriate happening there, but we didn't know it was this, but now that I'm hearing about it, thinking back to things I saw and heard, Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Okay. 
So if it wasn't an employee, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They would have been like, yeah, that's uh, whatever. But like the power dynamic there, like you can't. Yeah. Right? Like, I totally I get the Try Guys being fucking furious at this guy because they're probably like, you dumb motherfucker. Like we had such a good thing going here. And now you've gone and like fucked up not only your own life, but like all of our lives. Because right. like now, what are we gonna do? Uh, we have to get rid of you. If we get somebody else, people aren't gonna like it. If we don't get somebody, people aren't gonna like it. Like we had such a good cushy thing going, and now you've like for no reason thrown a fucking wrench into that. Right. What I don't get is making a video because of lust, Tom. Not for no reason. Yeah, because, because of, of lust. lust. Uh, what I don't get is making a video where they feel like they have to apologize like this guy murdered multiple people. And, I mean, and, that fella on the left looked <laughs> so angry. <laughs> he looked like he was going to punch the camera. But again, I get... Which, the best thing, compounding all this, this guy's name is Ned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the which vitriol I totally get. with which they say the name Ned so many times. <laughs> I, I would... Do, I would be a lot more sympathetic if they put out a video and they were like this asshole this dumb asshole you really fucked all this up for us but the fact that they feel like they just had to like apologize profusely and then they like edited him out of everything and yeah and uh you know use like digital trickery to like remove him from videos he was already in. But then they were like, ah, but we have branded videos that we can't get him out of. So he's going to be in those. And it's like when they remove, when they kicked uh, Jeff Garland off that show, they still like use CG to put him in. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's not like anyone would be like aside. No, not even like this guy's wife would be like hurt that he's in these videos still. He could be right. like, yeah, we made videos ahead of time. It, it sounds like, unfortunately for them, it, they were like, you know, we thought it would be a good idea to get really ahead in the production schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we can take a couple of weeks off, guys, if we if we get like the next five videos in the pipeline ready to go. Maybe, and then Ned was like, yeah, that'll give us more time to <laughs> cheat on our wives, right? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, Ned, whatever. And they weren't really paying attention to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever listen to a guy named Ned when he's... <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh yeah, on. Ned, you're going to cheat on your wife. Yeah, right. Famous wife guy over here. Yeah. Um, so that that I just it seems like I don't know, just like the, the video they put out was like if the president of IBM had to apologize because like the chief operations officer was just outed as a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, no, it's a like... bunch of guys making YouTube videos. One of the guys turns Some out 25 year old cheated on his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, we don't want to work with them anymore. Uh, we got we got some videos we already shot that he's in, but he's not going to be in videos going forward. And like we can't say anything because like behind the scenes, he was fucking one of his employees. And that's a whole other ball of wax, right. a whole other yeah. problem. But that's a private problem. That's not like, you know, a problem for the viewer. Um, It's weird that generation and the people that are into this stuff like. Well, they yeah, demand this whole th this stuff like gets addressed and like 
I don't know. Well, but this too, they, you know, again, I don't really know these guys, but apparently they've been trading in parasocial relationships right. forever. So it's like they were selling, you know, themselves basically. Like, uh, yeah, I read that this guy, Ned, like, uh, they did like a house tour and like his wife was in a lot of the stuff too. And it's just kind of like, yeah, they invited everybody into their lives. So then you can't go like, oh, we want privacy at this time. Yeah. I think it was funny. Uh, people like this also reignited like the John Mulaney debate. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and they were talking about how he was a wife guy. Right. And they're like, oh, always talked about how he loved his wife and traded on and then, uh, you know, probably cheated on. It's like, yeah, his, all his bits in his stand up about his wife were about how mean his wife is to him. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's yeah. Like, uh, and then, like, I don't know. That, to me, I don't understand really the definition of wife guy other than, like, a guy with a wife. Who doesn't have like a uh, '80s sitcom um, <laughs> ball and chain attitude about his wife? I think a wife guy is a is a guy a happily married man, right? No, but it's like a happily married man who that's like his personality. Okay, is like I'm a happily married man. I'm gonna find a way to bring every conversation back to me and my wife and what we do. And this is just like who I put myself out into the world as like, look at me. I've got this perfect relationship. I've got a perfect wife. I love my wife so much. And then I think what it is, is that these guys like him and John Mulaney then get a lot of like female fans who are like, Oh, I like this guy. He seems like a good guy. He really loves his wife, you know, uh, especially in like YouTube and comedy. It's like, ah, there are so many like, shitty guys this right. guy's a nice guy well, and that's the thing i just feel like i don't know about this ned fella yeah um but john mulaney like <clears throat> i think he just oh, wasn't just like my wife this stupid bitch who i hate and always <laughs> rains on my yeah parade. i think it was just they talked about his wife a lot because he had funny stories about yeah their their interplay yeah yeah I think that's what it is. People don't like that. People don't like when you do that and then, you know, uh, something changes. Yeah. People don't like change. Yeah. And uh, try, guys. Go watch that video. Everybody's seen that video, right? <laughs> uh, I I would hope so. It's. Uh, I also enjoy that they named it the same name as Hillary Clinton's memoir after the uh, 2016 election. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they don't even really say what happened. Yeah. Well, I think they did. I want to hear details. Also, it's like details. written by like lawyers and like yeah. HR department and stuff. Well, like, I, I think you're right. I think if they were like this guy fucked everything up for us. <laughs> yeah. Everything was smooth sailing. Like yeah. you know, Roger here just bought a new boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh. Ned fucked it up for all of us. Yeah. Well, and I, I read somewhere, and th this is, you know, hearsay, but that uh, uh, rumor that... Uh, well, not on this show, Tom. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rumor, rumor that this this wasn't the first time, A, this had happened, and B, he had been caught. Oh. Uh, 
so that it was like a known thing and a like, oh, you know, maybe a like we were drunk and, you know, it'll never happen again type thing. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> it looks like they got drunk again and it happened again. Yeah. Well, Tom, if our fans ever alert me that they uh, saw you stepping out on your girlfriend. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to ignore them. <laughs> Good. Ain't none of my business. <laughs> well, Tom's that's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that was probably the Try Guys like uh, uh, initial reaction. Yeah, but then I think they were like, oh, it's an employee. Ah, yeah, crap. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe this person sent this video to all the other Try Guys and they left left her, left her this person on red. And then they were like, oh, I know who will care. Uh, that girl's fiance. Yeah. Um, Much like. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have just done what the... Uh, what... Uh, the Letterman guy did. Yeah. Um, and blackmailed <laughs> the tri- That guy the went to jail. <laughs> I know, but you and I both believe that blackmail <laughs> should not be a crime. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. If be- you have legitimate, like, dirt on somebody, yeah. why not? Why shouldn't you be allowed to just be like, I'll tell people unless you, like, make it worth my yeah. while not to? Freedom of speech. Yeah. It's fine. We should start our own country where blackmail's legal. <laughs> I really don't understand. I, I, I need a lawyer to explain to yeah. me what the reasoning behind making blackmail illegal is. Yeah. And if it's like blackmail, if you're blackmailing somebody, uh, if you're like, hey, I know you robbed that bank, and uh, if you don't... Uh, I don't yeah, know. if you know of a crime, you're like abetting if you don't... Uh, Turn that person in, right? Yeah, but can you be can you get in trouble for blackmail if you try and blackmail somebody about a crime? Because it's like they so. shouldn't be doing that crime in the first place. They shouldn't be doing that crime, but I think you are required if you know about that crime. Yeah, you then become an accessory if you do not then go report. But can that you person. get in trouble for blackmail? That's my question. Yes, because. But is it called um, blackmail in that case? I think it is called blackmail, oh, okay. and I think that's where blackmail should be illegal. Because, mm-hmm. like, technically, and I'm not one for snitching, but like, yeah. I understand the logic here, mm-hmm. where um, it's like, oh, you. So if that person complies, then you are accessory an accessory to a crime. So then, like, yeah, you are. Like, if you get what you want, mm-hmm. then you are doing something illegal. Right. But maybe they should just get you on being an accessory to that crime and forget about the blackmail part. Because if the blackmail doesn't work, no harm, no foul, yeah. you go and turn that guy in and you've done your c- civic duty. I mean, another thing, Tim, is they should add to the law, no harm, no foul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to everything. Attempted murder, hey, no harm, no foul. You didn't do it. Uh, yeah, but, like, if it's personal stuff, like, if I know, like, is it illegal for mm-hmm. me to be, like, Tom, I know that, uh, like, I'm going to tell your mom, like, <laughs> that, that, like, that you've uh, been you staying watched, up late. That, yeah, and, like, unless you give me, you know, $5,000. Yeah, yeah, where's the line? It's, like, I don't, like, I don't know, like, 
people make deals all the time. Yeah. It's just deal making. Yeah, it's just business. A wheeler dealer. People don't understand business. Yeah, it, it really. They're trying to lock me up. <laughs> trying to lock me up just for doing business. <laughs> it's Halloween month here on Books the Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're doing spookier things than just uh, black, trying to blackmail each other. Blackmailing. <laughs> I like how uh, you know, we're, we're both dead set on eventually blackmailing each other. But then if, if somebody else comes to one of us with something, it's like, yeah, it's none of my business. Get out of here. I'm going to find like, my own blackmail. Thank you very much. I'd like to figure out a way to blackmail the Try Guys. <laughs> I feel like they'd comply. I think they'd be like, "All right, all right." Now they go. We don't want to make right another to video. Feds, no, they don't want. They don't want to make that video boys. again. <laughs> they would love to make that video of like we're we're heroes. We went to the FBI when this man Tim tried to yeah. blackmail us. We tried snitching and we loved it. <laughs> he 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 came to us with a crudely made deep fake. That uh, made it look like uh, one of us was slapping the other one on the stage at the Oscars. <laughs> look, can I address it? I don't like to. I don't know if this is a troll or what. Mm. Someone keeps saying in the comments <laughs> that the slap was staged. Yeah, the slap wasn't staged. The slap wasn't staged. Why would Why <laughs> would Will Smith agree to be a party of the to this? Yeah. Yeah, he got thrown out of the academy for ten years. It's like fucked up all the projects he has on the yeah, horizon. He lost like millions of dollars because of it. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, oh, it would be a good prank. <laughs> be a good. Pr- when have you ever known known Will Smith to have a sense of humor? And he's like, oh no, he's a he's an Andy Kaufman style performance <laughs> artist now. Uh, that, all right, we we can't get into the slap too much, but I was also reading about uh, people people talking about uh i guess they they asked a bunch of like uh academy voters anonymously what they think about you know he's putting this uh emancipation movie out and so many of these people are still so mad so many of the quotes were like fuck him (laughs) it's like are you chris rock otherwise why do you really care yeah anyway tim we're not talking about the slap i need to move on from the slap or else we'll be stuck we're talking about a short story, a short spooky story we both read this week called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. You know where I read this uh, spooky short story? Uh, on a plane? No, in a Chipotle. Oh, Nightmare can, at ground level. Can I tell you what happened in this Chipotle, Tom? Uh, Sure. I ordered pickup through the app. Okay. Normally when you do that, you go, you set a pickup time. Mm-hmm. You go, there's a little, uh, there's some shelves where they put your yes, order. Yeah. You go and you grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, people who do online orders, and also that's where like DoorDash delivery guys oh, will right, come okay. and grab, right? Mm-hmm. I get there. There's a line of a ton of people like just ordering regular. Yeah. Um, you know. Like fools. Right. Well, maybe not like fools. <laughs> uh, a bunch of uh, online orderers <laughs> uh-huh. and delivery guys standing by the empty shelves. Oh, okay. And two employees in the entire <sighs> oh, Chipotle. These poor, poor yeah. employees who, like, they probably have 50 
orders that they need to make and also a huge you know, line. Yeah, a huge line. So every time uh anybody who online ordered or a delivery guy like went up to the counter and said like <clears throat> hey, when is my order gonna be ready? Mm-hmm. The person behind the counter uh, understandably was like I'm sorry, we're dealing with this line right yeah, now. Yeah. Um so I was just standing there and I read this short story and then when I was done with it I was like I've been standing in here for 20 <laughs> minutes and uh they haven't made one of these online orders and there's like you know yeah. 10 of us crammed into this corner of it. so then I got the bright idea why don't I just get into the line yeah and then order the meal that I had ordered yeah and then, that and then way when they try to charge twice. me no, and then when they charge me, just be like, hey, no, I already paid for it. And yeah. what are they going to do, like t- t- murder me? Um, they might blackmail you. They might try and blackmail you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll I'll turn them in. So uh, actually, I did. I was like, hey, I ordered online, but like, I know you guys aren't making them. Yeah. Understandably. I'm, di- I'm um, just going to order like a regular Can I just like order it from man? you? And then like, I'd like not to pay twice. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'll find your receipt. And mm-hmm. like, he, at first he's like, I th- like saw him thinking like, can he do this? And then it's just like, <laughs> is this even yeah. legal? <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, what do I care? I got to make a burrito. He got in line. Yeah. I'm like, going to have to make it either way. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, so, uh, I accomplished everything, Tom. Wow. And it then at the like end, you I was were like, at Chipotle for well over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Chipotle for a long time. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Tom, it's times like that I miss putting my son to bed. That's not true. I went after I put my son to bed. I felt very stressed, Tom. Yeah, well, had a stressful day. Then I had to read this book. Stressful this, story. Uh, the story. Yeah, I felt like this man. I I went into the bathroom at the Chipotle <laughs> and took a a gun out of an envelope <laughs> in my dop kit and contemplated just blowing my brains out in that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you you were also screaming at the employees. There's a man on the wing. <laughs> um, so this is this is the story that was the basis for the famous Twilight Zone episode of the same name. Uh, that was then also in the Twilight episode, Twilight Zone movie, which I can't believe they actually released. Yeah, this was not the the bit that uh, you know a bunch of people were killed. Yeah, John Landis killed a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, they they this was not that. Uh, this they just got uh, Jonathan Lithgow to do it. I mean, yeah. it seemed like based on the the little scene in the movie, they really scared the shit out of John Jonathan Lithgow. But uh, you know, he eventually pulled it's just through. John Lithgow, you don't say Jonathan Lithgow. <laughs> uh, he he pulled through and uh, did Third Rock from the Sun. He 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 wound up all right. Yeah. Um and the the original Twilight Zone episode it's William Shatner in the role. Yeah. In the role of Wilson. Um, Wilson. So this is a story. Now would you say this is like kind of a story about a uh, fear of flying? I think it's just a story about a man having a breakdown. Yeah, or like, yeah, kind of not. So what happens in the story, for people not familiar with it, is uh, this guy, Wilson, he's on a flight. Uh, I don't, did they say he's taking off from New York or Boston? He's going to L.A. Yeah, and it's a very long, it's like seven or eight hours. 
right. they say at one point. So presumably somewhere from the East Coast, it's a it's a red eye. It's an overnight flight. Right. And he's a nervous flyer to begin with. And uh, he's having trouble falling asleep. <clears throat> and uh, there's a, uh, a, a storm, a thunderstorm happening that, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to be going through a storm, you know, keep your seatbelts on, that kind of thing. And he sees what he believes to be at first an animal and, and then a man out on the wing. Of the plane. Of the plane. Well, while, while they're the, at cruising altitude. 20,000 feet, presumably. Over the sea, yeah. And uh, so he freaks out because he thinks like, oh, my God, there's, you know, <clears throat> he, he kind of does this like super fast, like mental gymnastics in his head to figure out like, what am I seeing? And just kind of thinks Oh, some, I don't know how, but somehow against all odds, like some crewman, some mechanic got stuck and, and was on the plane when it took off. Somehow they held on and now they're trapped out there. Oh my God, I need to get them help. You know what I would think? What? Here's Tom Cruise up to his old tricks again, <laughs> hanging well, onto the well, side Tom of the Cruise plane. Tom Cruise didn't exist yet at this point. This, oh, yeah, is, this is in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a, a flight attendant, a stewardess, as they were called at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, she doesn't see anything. And and he and doesn't also, see anything. And also, this is in the era of uh, flying where, like, they uh, call you by your name. She's like, well, what's, what's the problem, Mr. Wilson? Yeah. Well, and I think at one point he says there's, like, 30 this... people on the plane. Like, it's yeah. a small plane. And also the way that they describe... The plane, and I don't know if this is from his point of view where he's just nervous, but it mm. sounds like uh, you know the engine starting up and everything at the very beginning when they're taking off. Um, sound seems like everything is uh, breaking. Yeah, like uh, it, it's a terrifying prospect to take well, flight. Well, you in know, the 50s. It, it's the 1950s. These are propeller, you know, uh, propeller planes, not jet engines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like kind of rickety. It seems uh, terrifying. It seems like a scary way to fly in the first place. He's also, I think, this is a man who's dealing with anxiety and depression. Yes. Right? Because, like, well, number one, he also, it's a time where you could just bring a gun onto an airplane and <laughs> yeah. they, they wouldn't check. He well, goes into well, the bathroom. Well, he had it in a bag. <laughs> yeah. He goes into the bathroom to brush his teeth on an airplane. Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. I wouldn't do that with that water on the airplane. Eh. That recycled, you know, you they say like do not drink the water from like that tap. Like do not. That's not well, potable. You wouldn't drink it. You'd just uh spit it back out. I swallow all the the <laughs> toothpaste and water in my mouth. Well, you could you could bring a water bottle in with you and use that to brush your teeth. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but he also has a gun in there, and he's just mm-hmm. like, it would be a sweet relief to just uh, end it all here. Or whatever, yeah, right? he says, uh, I, I think I highlighted uh, exactly what he thought. Um, oh, yeah, it's something like how simple it would be just to, and it's like how simple it would be. You're going to put a, a freaking hole in the plane and kill 30 other people with you. Yeah. Like, wait, wait um, till you land at least, pal. And then also, uh, he he starts thinking before all this. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh, 
by late morning, he thought, showered and cleanly dressed, he would be sitting in the office of one more contact, discussing one more specious deal, the net result of which would not add one jot of meaning to the history of mankind. It was all so damned. This is a depressed man, Yeah, right? This is a guy who's just like, what the fuck is my life? My life is meaningless. All of this is meaningless. Yeah. Um, And then, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but at some point he's like, what would Jacqueline say if she was here with it? and like I don't think they explore that too much but no, like I kind of got the impression maybe his family was dead Yeah so I think this is just a man Yeah like this is classic Matheson Yeah where it's just like uh hey uh there's a lot going on here in the subtext and it's not just like a spooky story about a gremlin on the wing. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a character study, uh, and there's a, a lot going on. Yeah, he, he he has a lot of protagonists who are like men at their wits' end, who are who are like depressed and or suicidal because of like circumstances, it, like not just yeah. And that's where I think you know in uh, I Am Legend you know, the, the main character suicidal. And it's like, well, I understand that he's seemingly the last man on earth on an earth overrun by vampire zombies. I get why you'd think about like, you know what? It might um, just be easiest. (laughs) Yeah. And, and same thing in this situation where it's like, yeah, it's kind of hinted at that maybe his wife and two sons like were killed in an accident or something. And like he's still just like going to work, and it's again like a like oh Jesus, yeah, I could see how that would be, yeah, y- you would be thinking An existential that. crisis, yeah, uh, like anything, and the thought of anything is just kind of leads to these thoughts. So that so this isn't Mister Wilson, Dennis the Menace's uh, neighbor. No, this isn't. Like, this isn't would, part if, of the Menace verse. Because if so, he'd be like. And that rascal Dennis. <laughs> He's out on the wing. Oh, he would uh, be thinking about it in the bathroom. Yeah, he'd be like, he destroyed my prize-winning geranium or whatever. <laughs> well, he, he said his wife was Jacqueline, not Martha. Yeah, so not that's, Martha. that's how we know it's not Man, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, Mr. Wilson would definitely, you know... He would be envisioning Dennis on <laughs> the wing <laughs> with his slingshot. He's like, he's gonna, he's gonna, the, you know, he's gonna crash sling the plane. A rock. Yeah, um, yeah. And despite uh, seemingly smoking like five cigarettes, that doesn't calm him down either. Yeah, uh, um, which is also crazy. Like, I get in the fifties, they didn't know smoking was bad for you, but. I don't know if you weren't smoking, you still didn't like smoke being around. Uh, it's crazy right. that you could just smoke on airplanes. That's uh, that's the most wild thing. Like almost like maybe even in our lifetime, Tom. Yeah, probably when we were little kids, you probably could. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. they probably Tiny had smoking sec- sections by then, but oh, yeah, it's a fucking airplane. All the air is going to the same place. I mean, we're we're old enough to remember when uh, they passed the the smoking ban on bars in New York City, and yeah. and so much of that was like, well, look, if somebody's going to be a bartender, tough shit. <laughs> like, you, you're just gonna have to breathe in smoke all day. Yeah, all night even. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's uh, he's on this plane. He's he's 
doesn't like Can to fly. He's thinking about, uh, if only I had taken the train. And I just took Tom. the train a couple of places, and it was great. In 1994, 1994. Okay. You could still Delta, smoke on planes? Delta was the first U.S. airline to ban smoking wow. on all worldwide flights. The first one. Wow. Jesus Christ. But there were smoking sections starting in like 1971. Oh, God. Um, my God. My God. So Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, they, and they, to this day, have not banned gremlins on the wings of airplanes. No, yeah. They, they don't have the courage to. But, yeah, he's thinking about, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, if only I could have gone by train. And, Tim, I was saying I took uh, two trains recently. I took one from London to Paris and then one from Paris to Amsterdam. Mm. Uh, what a great way to travel trains are. How long was that uh, journey from Paris to Amsterdam on the train? I think it was like three and a half hours. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And, you know, it was like beautiful uh, countryside and everything. Uh, I don't know. It's just like a lot more comfortable. Easy on, easy off. Yeah. Dining car. I didn't go to the dining car. I don't know why. You didn't. <coughs> I like no. I like exploring the train um, when there are different cars. I like going to, um, you know, the ones where they keep the tigers and the elephants. <laughs> well, you're thinking of a circus train, Tim. Yeah, I often travel by circus train, Tim. <laughs> you just so I go to the clown's big trunks and I, uh, you know, I find I, I like big to shoes and stuff. Jump into open box cars as they go by and just see <laughs> yeah. where they take me. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you get stabbed by a drifter who's claimed to. Tim, I ever himself. tell you about there are all these videos on YouTube of like, uh, you know, people who just like hop, tr- hop on trains, hop on freight trains and stuff. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, <laughs> Do the try guys ever try that? <laughs> riding the rails? I don't, think, I don't think the try guys ever tried it. Um, it also seems like a very frustrating way of traveling because, like, a lot of these people, it's like. All right, I'm in like Germany and I want to get from like this town to this town. I know it's that way and uh, I'm going to have to wait for a train. And sometimes it's like, well, I've been out here for 12 hours. No (laughs) trains have come by. Yeah, but you can't beat that price, Tom. Yeah. Free. Yeah. And some of these trains are like so goddamn long that it's like, yeah, nobody would ever find them on there. Yeah. Did you read this book, uh, The Lincoln Highway, Tom? No. It's a part of Jenna Bush's uh, book club. Oh, okay. But it's actually good. It's a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I read all of uh, Jenna Bush's book club. uh, Yeah. She's a smart lady who's earned everything uh, (laughs) she's achieved in her life. She's a self-made woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, anyway, eventually this guy, Wilson, he, he, he sees, like I said earlier, he sees somebody out on the wing, gets the flight attendant, the flight attendant... Uh, is like, yeah, nobody's out there. And he, what I like is like, he realizes very early on, he's like, oh, this lady thinks I'm nuts. Yeah. And he even considers like, I might be nuts. I might be nuts. I don't know. Yeah. But like, at the same time, if I'm not nuts, we're all in a tight spot here on this aeroplane. Right. Well, and that's what starts to get him. Because you think, you know, at a certain point, you'd be like, all right, just to, you know, be like, I'm nuts and ignore it. 
but um, the the gremlin is messing with the propeller. And, yeah. and at first, it's like, ah, it's fine. He's just putting his finger in the propeller, and seemingly it's like, you know, chopping his finger off or something. Yeah. And then they said, like, like an infant trying to stop the propeller of a fan, or like a big infant. Yeah. It's like, my, or a toddler, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They described a baby as if, like, you know how babies are always sticking their fingers in well, fans? Well, this is the 50s, Tim. Yeah, so probably babies were sticking their fingers in yeah, fans all true. the time. <laughs> it, was only, it was the only way to keep them entertained back then. Yeah. So, uh, but then the, the gremlins, like, pulling at the part of, like, the wing itself where the engine is. He's, like, pulling yeah. a flap off. And that's when the guy's like, all right, I can't just sit here and watch this. I've got to start screaming again. <laughs> yeah. And his gambit is at this point, right, to tell the flight attendant to at least tell the pilots. Yes, right? yeah. Like, tell the pilot to keep them, an eye on the wing. Yeah, he wants them to keep an eye on it. Presumably they have, I don't know, rear, rear view, view mirrors. mirrors. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that they would have to have some way to check the end. You know, nowadays they yeah. have electronics and everything and yeah. cameras. But back then they had to have had some way. There must have been mirrors somewhere that let them look back out on the wing. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of in the mode of like, all right, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I, I don't want this plane to, to go down. So right. whatever I have to do to get people's attention. But now the gremlin and and he thinks it's a gremlin because that was a thing that I know from Bugs Bunny cartoons that during World War Two, uh right. there were pilots that claim gremlins were uh like messing with their planes. Right. Um, and we're not talking about Mogwai that you feed no, after No, we're talking night. about earlier gremlins. Yeah. It's amazing they were allowed to call those gremlins in the 80s gremlins. Why is that amazing? Because they weren't gremlins the it way would, that we knew. It would be amazing if it were the other way around. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That if the movie it doesn't matter, it doesn't <laughs> that matter. if the movie Gremlins came out and then World War Two pilots were like, we're gonna call the the guys it, messing it with would our be planes. Amazing Gremlins. if they had the special effects to come out with a movie like Gremlins oh, before World War Two. People, that would have changed everything. Yeah, I think maybe you know, World War Two wouldn't have happened. You know, what I was thinking if enough uh, people saw that movie, freaking uh, the war in. Uh, Europe was happening before the U.S. Uh, yes. involvement in it, mm-hmm. and we were here making the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Right, nineteen thirty-nine. The Wizard of Oz comes out. Do you think everybody in Europe was like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> hey, get over here and fight this war with us. <laughs> yeah, there's Nazis over here. Didn't you hear? Uh, I bet they they didn't like probably find out about the Wizard of Oz until a little bit later because they were busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was like play- was it playing in set like the. There was like still movies and stuff, right? In Europe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, parts of the country. Everybody's sitting around. But also back then, like, I don't know, movies took a long time to go overseas. Yeah. And you have have to to imagine. The the film strip on a chip. (laughs) Yeah, to imagine World War II probably also uh, put a wrench in the works. Much Much like this gremlin 
fucking with the propeller. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So eventually, he's like, so he sees somebody's camera, and he's like, oh, if only I had my camera with me. And that does happen in uh at at least the John Lithgow one, where he takes a little girl's Polaroid camera. And tries to take a picture, but you know the knucklehead leaves the flash on, so all he gets back is his own reflection. Lithgow, you fucking moron! Yeah, um, and in the movie, he, uh, I believe he takes like somebody else's gun, like there's an air marshal on the plane, uh... and uh, tries to shoot. He like shoots a hole through the window. And See, that... I don't remember any of this. Um, well, I never saw the movie, so I wouldn't remember <laughs> something that I never saw. But I feel like I saw the uh, the episode. You the probably saw episode. the. There was a Simpsons version of it too. Yeah, it was a uh, Bart on the bus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that Treehouse no, of Horror? Yeah, it was yeah. Treehouse of Horror. Tom, that's not canon. That's not Simpsons <laughs> canon. Although these days on the show, who knows? Yeah. Right. Uh, you know the aliens are canon on the show now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. Like, they in were a regular episode Treehouse of Horror got abducted guys. by Kang and Kodos. Man. Um Yeah, so eventually this guy, uh, Wilson decides to pull the emergency exit door. Cause now he's just like, Look, if I don't do nobody believes me, the next time I have an outburst, they're gonna like tie me to the chair. Right. Uh so I've got one shot here. I'm going to take my gun that I brought on the plane as a carry-on, no problem. I'm going to open up the emergency exit and uh, shoot him. And that, what? Yeah. If you were him, mm -hmm. what would you do? I would give up (laughs) immediately. I'd be like, okay, nobody believes me. We're going to go down. That, uh, That is what it is. Uh, you would rather just die than be embarrassed. <laughs> I wouldn't rather. It's it's and it's more than being embarrassed. <laughs> it's being a laughing stock of the whole plane, dumb. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would do. I think I would uh, maybe I'd offer somebody. I'd uh, be like, I'm gonna give you fifty dollars, which back then was a lot of money. Uh, which even now, a lot of money for what I'm asking, which is just look out the window for 10 minutes straight and don't look away. Right. And, and get at least one other person to see this gremlin. Cause right. I feel like that's all he needs. He needs one other person. And now, you know, people will listen to him a little more. I like the part where the pilot comes out and he's just like, um, Starts being like, oh yeah, no, no, no. We see the gremlin too, but we <laughs> yeah. can't. Uh, we can't have everybody freaking out. So we all had to keep it a secret. Is that okay? And like, <laughs> like oh, Wilson's like, yeah, okay. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> I know what's going on. Hey, here. you're being condescending to me. You're just telling me what I want to hear, so I yeah. stop freaking out. I maybe the pilot was serious. Maybe he did see the gremlin. And yeah. he was like, look, there's nothing we can do about it now. What are we going to do? Open up the emergency exit door and start shooting at it with a handgun? So what is what that, is That's uh, going to cause Wilson more do? problems than it solves. Well, he opens up the, the door and uh, uh, all hell breaks loose, as you could imagine, if you open up the emergency exit at 20,000 feet. 
Remember the time, uh, you know I'm not a great flyer. Yeah. And one of the first times that you and I were flying over to do shows in London, mm-hmm. remember we were in an exit row, yeah. and I made a joke that I was going to open up the the <laughs> door of the plane. You were just like, Tim, stop, shut up, sit down. <laughs> I'm standing up to you got so mad at me for even uh, joking yeah, about it. You thought you we'd were, get like, kicked off the plane. You were drunk because you had gotten drunk because you were nervous to go on the flight. And you uh-huh. were talking like at least three times louder than you thought you were talking. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So it was like, look, I don't, I don't know whether you're going to open up that door or not. <laughs> I wasn't going to open the door, probably. But, but these other people, they know you even less well than I do. And if they hear you talking about opening up the door, uh, that that might cause trouble for all of us. Yeah. I guess that probably wouldn't have uh, ended. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. You're not supposed <laughs> to joke around on the plane. <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad you uh, understand that now. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, he... Uh, he he just kind of like it goes the well so when he gets when he opens up the door and he gets outside or he's not like outside but you know he's kind of outside um the uh the the gremlin uh slashes him across his face and he shoots again and it seems like he hits him. It says he fired again at immediate range and saw the man go flailing backward, then suddenly disappear with no more solidity than a paper doll swept in a gale. Um, and then, you know, the, the gun uh, came out of his hands and then he just kind of like pass out <clears throat> and he wakes up. He's uh, uh, lying in like a gurney. And uh, he sighed. The plane was landed and he's being carried out. His head wound likely plus an injection. Um, but uh, yeah, he's saying, uh, oh, one, I guess one of the guys, one of the like EMT says, nuttiest way of trying to commit suicide I ever heard of. Um, and that was a good uh, character. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Wilson felt the pleasure of amusement. Whoever spoke was wrong, of course, as would be established soon enough when the engine was examined and they checked his wound more closely, then they'd realize that he had saved them all. Wilson slept without dreams. It cured his depression. Yeah. Well, Killing the gremlin. Well, maybe this was the bad. The maybe the gremlin was uh, his his demons. Yeah. That he faced. Maybe his maybe the demon was his demons. <laughs> Um, I I do like this ending of the story, although I, I don't remember exactly the TV show, but I remember in the movie as he's be as Lithgow's being like wheeled away, there is a mechanic checking the engine and he sees that there's like claw marks and he's like, what the hell? Right. Um, so I do like the idea of this guy being uh, justified in the end, being vindicated. Right. I don't like uh, the idea of, you know, everybody just thinking he was nuts. Um, I don't, I think uh, (laughs) I like the open-ended nature of the short story the best. Yeah, where he thinks he's going to be vindicated, but it's like, you don't really know if uh, if he's going to be vindicated or not, or if like what he saw was real or not. 
Right. If if he was just uh, kind of losing his mind there. Um. Did you know that on an episode of uh, Third Rock from the Sun? Uh huh. Um. There was William a reference Shatner, to this. Yeah, William Shatner is a guest star. Ah. Um. I'm just trying to. Uh, <coughs> I feel like I do actually remember. I remember I watched Third he played, Rock from the Sun a, a bit when I was when it was on the air. He played a character William Shatner called the Big Giant Head, and the Big Giant Head says that he looked out the window and saw something on the side of the airplane he flew on. Mm. Whereupon Dick John Lithgow exclaims, "The same thing happened to me." Ah, I get it. Yeah, sitcoms love those kinds of jokes, huh? Yeah, but also like there was like a more clever way to make that <laughs> joke, right? Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly on that show, the big giant head was like who they reported to. Yeah, I think so. That it was like the leader of their home world. So it's like why was the why was that guy on a plane? <laughs> yeah. No. I think when they're on when they're on Earth I don't know. I didn't I watched the pilot episode. Um and all I remember is somebody uh, the next day in uh, Spanish class. <laughs> I was like, you watch that show. Uh, it wasn't somebody that I knew very well. Like, <laughs> you were just trying to make conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like one of those things where it's like break out into pairs. And it's yeah. like, all right. And like with the person next to you, and it's like, all right. I don't know. And I was like, you watched that show last night? She's like, yeah, that boy was horny, huh? <laughs> She's talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah. uh, character, who's uh, apparently a big horn dog in that yeah. episode. And, and, what, I was like, and, and I remember thinking, that's what you took from that? <laughs> <laughs> that the boy was horny? Yeah, I, I bet you probably raised your hand and got the teacher over. And you're like, she said a bad word. <laughs> no, our teacher uh, our teacher was uh, uh, an attractive woman. Uh-huh. That uh, This was eighth grade. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I would have never said anything. To her. <laughs> about about I was too scared. That was too scared. Whatever I saw her, she helped me cheat on like the uh, you know on her husband. The regents exam. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because they need a certain number of kids to pass that too. Yeah, and uh, especially at, if she uh, was like point, a first year teacher or something like that. Yeah, and she was, mm-hmm. and there was, like, a, a component where, like, she had to, like, it was a written test, it was Spanish, <laughs> and then there was a part where uh, it was, oh, like, an oral yeah, yeah, I remember this. And, like, I think the instruction was, like, I had to say to her, like, oh, there's a bug in my <laughs> was suit. Was she like, all right, Tim, now come over here, we're going to do the oral test, and you went, Exactly. Don't think that we didn't make that joke, uh, you know, not around her, you know, safely far away from her. But uh, I had to say something about like, oh, there's a bug in my meal or something. Um, Uh And she's the waiter. And I was very clearly struggling about like how to say bug. (laughs) And she just went, bum, 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 bum. (laughs) <laughs> ah, like cucaracha. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's straight up cheating. The lady yeah. cheated. What yeah. jury would convict you? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was pretty clever of her. Yeah. Too. She just wanted, hey, it just uh, popped into her head that song. Yeah. 
I would. And I was like, well, she must have a huge crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted me to do well on this exam. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, attractive 24-year-old is probably like, oh, this 14-year-old. I don't know. Yeah. He's not very good at Spanish, but he is uh, uh, does conf- quite a pimply face. <laughs> He's a confident, <laughs> handsome man. Quite <laughs> a pimply um, face and a real grotesque physique. <laughs> And he's uh, a man of culture. I heard him asking somebody about uh, a new television show <laughs> uh, starring a horny boy, apparently. <laughs> he's old enough to watch things with horny boys. <laughs> in it. He must be a very mature young man. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that's about it for this episode. Uh, Tim, yeah. do you want to read another Richard Matheson story or you want to read a different short story next week? What should we do? Um. I don't know, Tom. I've been reading um, Joe Hill. Stories. Oh, okay. Do you know Joe Hill? Yeah, that was uh, a short story uh, called Abraham's Boys was on my list of, that he wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it in? Uh, it's apparently about Van Helsing or the Ooh, Van, Van Helsing Halen. family. I love them. Yeah, Panama. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, that's them. Uh. Yeah, I think uh, let, let's do let's do a Joe Hill because okay. hopefully it's in this book that I have. Yeah, um, if not, it's on, a, it's online. It's like it was in a magazine, I think. Uh, he's a Stephen King's son. Tom, have you ever read any of his novels? Yes. Did you read Nosferatu? Yes. I was just talking about that with my wife. Well, I guess I'm a wife guy. There, I mentioned <laughs> yeah, my there wife. There it is. But I think that was one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, it was a very good book. That book uh, scared the hell out of me. It was a page turner. I couldn't put it down. Couldn't put it down, but I also couldn't bear to look at it because I was so scared. I mean, it was something like we both were saying, and my wife and I were saying, like, (laughs) um, it was like weird reading that before bed because, like, you'd get creeped out. You ever. do you ever wake up in the middle of the night to pee, Tom? Mm-hmm. And then you start thinking about Bob from Twin Peaks, and then you can't get back to sleep. <laughs> no, not not specifically Bob from Twin Peaks, but <laughs> that happens to me every time I wake up in the middle wow. of the night. I'm just like, now, Tim, remember, don't scare yourself by thinking <laughs> no. about Bob from Tim Be- <laughs> Twin Peaks. And then right then, I think about him crawling over the couch trying yeah, to get. Now Laura remember, Palmer. Bob from Twin Peaks isn't real. He's not hiding uh, in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I had to throw open the shower curtain, make sure it's not in there. All right. So next week we'll we'll read a, another titillating tale to terrify. Yeah. And titillate. Hey, what do you think of the try guys? Do you think they uh, <laughs> think they did the right thing? You think Sound they off in the comments. Tried tried things one time too many. Actually, sound off in the comments. Do you think the try guys knew? Do you think they knew about Ned? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this yeah. together. And, inclu- and if you have any evidence, even if it's blackmail, you can include that. Yeah. And enough about this slap was fake thing. Like that's 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 <laughs> offensive to <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We love you very much. See you next. Week.